Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're not here physically with us, but very soon we'll all be together. That will be a happy day when we come together in worship and in praise and studying the Word of God. The Greek uh, philosopher Heraclitus said, the only thing that's constant is change. And you and I are living in a very fast-paced, changing world right now. And it's all around us. It's in your home. It's in our community. It's in our churches. It's in our world. And um, things are kind of turned upside down. You feel it. I feel it. And we're going to talk about that because last week we began a series on seasons. Everybody goes through seasons, and there are times and seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 says, times and seasons have a purpose. So sometimes we don't understand that purpose, but there is a purpose for all those things. And change is inevitable in your life and my life. The weather changes, seasons change, your body changes. Uh, the older you get, there's things that you have to tuck in now that you didn't have to tuck in. Uh, so all, all these things are very evident in your world and my world. So we know the economy changes, and it's changing around us right now. People are losing their job. People are shifting. Uh, the government's trying to give stimulus money to spur the economy through this season that we're in. Jesus understood times and season. Now I want to take you to John chapter 7 and just share some things with you to point that out that we have to understand, beginning at verse number 1. After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go down uh, or about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of booths or the feast of tabernacles was at hand. So his brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea that your disciples also may see the works that you're doing. If you do these things, now notice there's some uh, inflection, I think, in their voice. In verse 4, he says, For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. So if you're doing these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify, testify about its works that they are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not going to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. So he's saying this to them and to us. There's a time, there's a season. He recognized that. The Bible says in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of the virgin, born under the law. So there was a time for him to come. There's a time for him to be revealed. There's a time for the cross. There's a time for the resurrection. And through this, he's sharing with his brothers this is not my time right now. You go, I'll come later. I'm not going to go with you right now. And they're saying, if you're doing these miracles, you need to go show this openly. And there again, he's saying, my time's not yet come. And at this time, they don't fully believe that he is the Son of God. He is the Messiah, the Christ. Now, we know later they're going to believe after the resurrection. But right now, it seems like it's just not their time or season. Now, Jesus understood timing. We're going to talk about our understanding of timing and seasons because it's going to help us get through this season that we're in and entering the next season. So let me share just a few things that I think is going to be very important. Here's the first one. It's not just how I process through the season that I'm in, but it's also how I prepare for the next season. So I'm processing now in the season that I'm in, and I'm also preparing for the next season that I'm going to engage. And the next season is coming. 
So what we're experiencing now will pass, just like I said last week, winter will give way to spring, spring to summer, summer to fall, and we'll go back into winter. So one thing's going to come, the, the next thing's going to uh, fade away, and then the next and the next. So we're processing this. And not only processing this, we're preparing for the next season. Now, a lot of people say, well, how in the world can I prepare for something when I don't know what's coming? We do it every day. Do you have a spare in your car? Do you have a jack? Do you carry a cell phone with you? Anybody buy home insurance, health insurance, auto insurance? Do you have a savings account, retirement account? What are you doing? You're preparing for the next season. Now, you may not think you are, but you are. Now, one of the things spiritually that everyone should do, we need to get our hearts right with God. We need to give our heart to Jesus Christ. What am I doing? I'm not just preparing for today, but I'm preparing for eternity. Because if I don't do those things, I'm not going to be prepared for the next season of my life, which is the afterlife. So we have to realize I cannot control the seasons, but I can prepare for whatever season I'm in, process through it, and then get ready for the next season. So that's very important because people sometimes don't realize that the next one is coming. Now, here's something else very important. I, I, I don't want to make permanent decisions when I'm in a temporary problem or a transitional moment. I don't want to make a permanent decision when I'm in a transitional moment or going through a temporary problem. You see, you can make a decision when you're emotional, and it may not be a good decision. It may just be an emotional decision. And there's a difference between a good decision and an emotional decision. <laughs> Entirely different. You see, when, when we're in a state of bitterness, not a good time to make a decision that is permanent. When we're going through grief and pain, when we're in a situation that we've been hurt or we're angry, not a good time to make a permanent decision. When we're discouraged, when we're despondent, when we're depressed, when we're disappointed, not a good time to make a permanent decision. It's like when a couple gets together in conflict, somebody starts throwing away around the D word, divorce, and they're going to make a permanent decision when it may be just a temporary problem, or someone has a conflict with a boss or a coworker. I remember several years ago, we have a family in our church at that time, and, and they had got into conflict with about two or three people, and they made a permanent decision in a temporary problem, I thought, with just a very few people, two or three, and it disrupted their relationship with hundreds and hundreds of people. And I think they probably regret that. I, I don't think they're very happy because of the decision they made, but let me tell you what happened. The pressure was on, the crisis was on, they were in a season, they were in a time, and they made a permanent decision in a temporary crisis or problem. So that's what we should not do. And people do that all the time. They disrupt their family, they disrupt their marriage, they disrupt their relationships, they can disrupt their job because they make the wrong decision at the wrong time. We should make decisions based on what the Word of God says and the, the unction and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Not on my emotions, not on my feelings. We need to make those major decisions when we are led by the Word of God, when we're led by principle, when we're led by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So do not 
make a major decision when you're in a temporary problem or a transitional moment. So that is good advice, and I know good preaching when I hear it. But we're all susceptible to that. And you can do it, and I can do it. So we have to move out of our emotions. We have to move out of our carnality and get over into a spiritual moment to say, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what is good and right. Now, here's the third thing I want to share with you. It's also very important in times and seasons. You and I have to live in the now, capital N-O-W. Let's live in the now. Because this is a common trait for every person here. I remember when... I remember when we did this. I remember when it used to be like this. I remember the good old days. Let me tell you, those days are past. That moment's gone. You can't retrieve it. You can't recapture it. Every moment you live from this day forward is in the now, capital N-O-W. Every moment you and I are living in the now. So don't waste your energy, don't waste your time, and don't waste your season regretting what was trying to undo what was, trying to uh, relive the past, you and I are always living in the now. So when we're in a season, let's make the best of it. Let's learn something from it. Let's glean something from it. Let's get stronger through it. So that moment we can enjoy the now of our family with our kids. We can enjoy our now with what God is doing in our life, strengthening us, leading us, guiding us, getting through difficulty. You're always going to be living in the now. But if you don't watch it, you'll get hung up sometime, and you'll get to a high center and say, I remember when, good old days, uh, I was hurt back then, I was betrayed back then. Now listen, that was back then. This is the now. You and I have to realize we're living every day in the now. Now in Matthew chapter 6, which is part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus brings us to this realization. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. He said, don't fret about tomorrow. Now, I want to read to you verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself or take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't need to drag yesterday's trouble into today. I got enough trouble today. You probably do too. So I don't need any more trouble today. So don't carry the baggage. Everybody's got junk in their trunk. You've got junk in your trunk. I've got junk in my trunk. So let's not haul it around. Let's discard it. Let's take care of it. Let's resolve it. Let's repent of it, whatever the case may be. And let's realize we're living in this moment. Well, you know, when my kids get grown, when I get enough money, when when I resolve this issue or that issue, then we're going to do this. No, listen. Time goes way too fast. Seasons change way too fast. You need to enjoy your wife today. You need to enjoy your husband today. You need to enjoy those kids today. You need to enjoy the moment today. You need to take care of the things in your life today. We need to live in the now. Now, this is all contingent what Jesus said. Don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow will take care of itself. But it's contingent on this one line. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So it's not just some willy-nilly uh, philosophical moment or line. If we're seeking the right one, if we're doing the right thing, if we're headed the right direction, then tomorrow will take care of, its past, uh, of itself and the past will be the past. So let's realize we need to be living 
in the now. I can prepare for tomorrow. I can look to the future, but I will always be living in the now moment. Uh, Lynn Cowell said this, sometimes God brings times of transitions to create transformation. And that's really true, because when we go through times and seasons that are difficult or good, makes no difference, there can be a transformation that goes in in our hearts and our lives because we realize at that moment, in the now, God's doing something. In the now, God is speaking. In the now, God is moving in our lives. You see, I can't live solely on yesterday's word. I can't live solely on yesterday's blessing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And he comes to a point in, in, in that prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Not yesterday's bread, not tomorrow's bread, but what? Our daily bread. So what's he saying? It's the now bread. It's the now faith. It's the now moment. It's the moment to create transformation in my life and to, to supply in my life what I actually need. Now, here's another thing we ought to really put in our heart. When uncertain times come, uncertain seasons come, stay connected to your foundation. Did you get that? Stay connected to your foundation. When crisis comes, when uncertain seasons come and times come, it can shake us to our core and cause instability in our life. When the oil prices crash, when the jobs are no longer there, people are laid off, they're looking for employment, businesses are struggling, they're laying off employees, high unemployment, stock market has lost a huge amount of its uh, value, people are losing today 20 to 30 percent of their retirement income, money's lost, uncertain times put a squeeze on us. Tough seasons put a squeeze on us. Our character, our virtue, how we're going to react. During these times, family stress is at a high level. Domestic violence goes up. People have a higher degree of depression, despondency, suicide. Crime rises. Why? Pressure of a season, pressure of a time, pressure of uncertainty. Jesus addresses this because he realizes that when Things are in a flux. When it's uncertain times, we have to come back to stability. You know, what, what is the foundation you need to rest your life on? What's the foundation that you're hanging on to in the storm? When he finishes the Sermon on the Mount, this is how he finishes. Chapter 7, verse 24, the Gospel of Matthew. Everyone then who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it, or great was the fall of that house. So what happened? One tied to the foundation. The other one built a life and a house on the shifting sand because seasons are going to what? They're going to change. Weather's going to change. People are changing. 
World's changing, economy's changing. But listen, your foundation's not the world. Your foundation's not the weather. Your foundation's not money. It's not economy. It's not another person. Your foundation is on the bedrock word of God, God himself. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus. That's why he said, these words that I'm speaking is like a foundation for your life. And we have to have that foundational thing. You see, if people are going to get through a time like we're in today, or a personal time, when it's not even national or worldwide, it could be just personal with you, you better find your foundation. You better have some foundational people in your life that you can count on. People you can go to is going to give you good advice, stick with you, pray for you. You need foundational people, foundational relationships. You need foundational beliefs that even though the world's changing, culture's changing, you're locked into a foundational belief system. I know what I believe. And not only do I know what I believe, I know who I believe. And who I believe gives me a foundation that I'm going to get through this. I'm not alone. God is with me. He's going to see me through. And guess what? He's going to see you through. Your foundation is not this economy. Your foundation is not your emotional state. Your foundation is not what you think might be your foundation. Your foundation is God and his word. And that's all of our foundation. Now, if God is your foundation, if Almighty God is our firm foundation, the one who never changes will help you through these changes. The one who never changes will get you through changing seasons. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father where there is no variableness or shadow of turning. You you know what that means? Have you ever heard of a variable loan or variable interest? It means whatever the interest is, it fluctuates. If it goes up, it goes up. It goes down, it goes down. How many of you know God's not up or down? He's always solid. Always firm, foundation. You see, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? Great foundation. Great relationship. He is our rock-solid foundation. You remember Hannah? She couldn't have children. First chapter, Samuel. Chapter 2, verse 2. This is Hannah's prayer. Listen closely. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides him. There is no rock like our God. You know what she did? She compared God to a rock. You know what she's saying? Foundation. Stability. Permanent. She's saying, I'm in a season I don't like. I'm in a time I don't like. But this is what I know. There is no rock like God. This is thematic through Scripture. Let me share some more with you. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 31. I really like this one. For their rock is not as our rock. Our our enemies are by themselves. So in in this conversation, talking about the enemies of God and and the, and the, the, the armies that are opposing them, they had their gods. They had the ones they trusted in, the ones they believe in. But this is what the Bible says. Their rock, little r, It's not like our rock, big R. You see, they're not built on a foundation that is stable. What they're built on is superstition, it's idolatry, it's religion, it's form. But we're built on the amazing, 
omnipresent, omnipotent, all-knowing God that gives us stability. Their rock is not like our rock. Uh, David, in Psalm 18, verse 2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. David realized where his strength was. He realized where his permanence was. He realized what his foundation was. He realized he had to build a foundational relationship with God, and God was his rock. Do you realize three times in chapter 18, David refers to God as the rock? And God is referred to the rock over 15 times throughout the Psalms. So you thought Jen, uh, Dennis Johnson was the rock. Dennis Johnson's not the rock. God's the rock. Now, he's probably a good guy, but let me tell you, God's the rock. So in your life, you have to build on a firm foundation. Isaiah says, God is the rock of our refuge. He's the rock of strength. He's an everlasting rock. And over and over in Scripture, the Bible says God is the rock. And Jesus said we have to build our life on the rock because times are going to change, seasons are going to change, economies are going to change, God does not change. You've got to have your life. I have to have my life built on the rock. And lastly, God allows difficult seasons for a reason. Sometimes I don't understand the reason. Sometimes I don't understand the purpose. But the Bible says every season, every time has a purpose unto heaven. You see, difficulty in trying seasons can, and I want to give you just uh, three things as we close today, three things that I think we have to really hone in on. It can bring about purity in your life. Pastor, what do you mean it brings about purity in my life? You see, sometimes when difficulty comes to me and trouble comes to me and crisis comes to me, it makes me examine myself. Does it you? Does it make you examine yourself? God, is there something in me that I need to repent of? Have I gone astray? The psalmist said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. So the, the difficulty, what, what did that difficulty do? It brought him back to God. I'm hoping right now through this virus and this epidemic and this season that we're in, I hope there are millions of people that turn back to God. That's my hope. And maybe if you're watching today and you say, well, you know, uh, I, I, I was going along pretty good, but this has disrupted my life. Well, maybe God has just given us a moment to say, number one, you're mortal. Number two, you're going to step out in eternity. Maybe you ought to check your life and come back into some kind of purity. So how do we do that? Does it mean, well, I'm going to stop doing this? No, no, no. That doesn't mean that at all. It means you hook up with, to the one who is pure. Maybe God is calling us to repentance, not just personally. Maybe he's calling us to repentance nationally. You say, well, why would he do that? Because that's what he does. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and repent and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. You see, that's what God does. Because sometimes we drift. We drift morally. We, we drift spiritually. And God says, okay, let me get your attention. Maybe you need to come back to a purity in your life through repentance and get back to where you need to be. Here's another one. These times also test our perseverance. Are we going to give up? Are we going to quit? Are we going to throw in the towel? 
Are we going to have courage? We're going to have faith. Listen, have faith. We're going to get through this. You're going to get through this. You're going to get a job. The economy is going to turn around. We're going to be back worshiping together again. So begin to confess that I'm going to get strength. I'm going to persevere through this. And through perseverance, we're going to see good things happen. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be wiser. We're going to be more prepared, maybe for the next time this rolls around, if there's a next time. And probably there is going to be a next time of some kind of crisis, some kind of season. So maybe we need to get back to some purity in our life. Maybe we need to repent some things that we've done wrong. Certainly that's true. Maybe we need to check our perseverance. Am I going to hang in there? Am Am I a quitter? Am I going to have courage to get through? Then lastly, difficult seasons and times correct our perspectives and our priorities. I'm going to guarantee you there are millions of people that had things to do that they thought were top priority. When this hit, everything changed. Everything changed. What you thought was important last week may not be so important this week. Because God says, okay, let me tell you what priority is now. Priority sometimes is just survival. Priority is protecting your family. Priority is getting your heart right with me. Priority is doing the right things. You see, sometimes what once was important now takes a back seat. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me. There are things that I had scheduled, things I was going to do, you know, places I was going to go. Guess what? Those are gone now because now there's a new priority. So maybe God is saying, maybe I need to shift your perspective. This is not quite as important as you thought it was, But now today, this is really important. Now, maybe you didn't think about toilet paper three months ago, but maybe your perspective has changed on toilet paper. Maybe me, maybe a family member, maybe where you go, where where you can go, where you can't go. All these perspectives are changing now. And it could be God is wanting to say, quit looking out here and start looking up here now. Change your perspective. Change your view. And God allows us to have that different view, doesn't he? You know, I'm hoping today, and, and I said this at the beginning, we need to have a word, we, we, need to, we need to hear something that's relevant right now. And God is always relevant right now. And the now is where we live. I'm going to pray for you, and I want you to pray with me. And maybe you've never come to faith in Christ. Maybe you're not a believer Maybe you're not a Christ follower. But I will assure you, one second after you take your last breath, it will be the most important thing you will ever do in your life. I can't guarantee you a second chance, but I can guarantee you that the Lord wants everyone to be saved right now. It's not his will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So as we pray, and as you pray, Let's just believe that the seasons and the times we go through that are wonderful, we're going to celebrate. The ones that are difficult, we're going to find purpose in it. We're going to grow through it. We're going to be stronger. We're going to come out better. And I think we can. And I think you can too. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for those who are watching and listening they would just examine their hearts change their perspective and see things like they've never seen them before and I pray oh God 
as David and Hannah and Moses said that we need to find the rock. When the world is shaking, when things are unstable, we need to find the stability of our relationship in you. Our trust is in you. Our faith is in you. So Lord, today, we love you, we praise you. Go out by your mighty spirit, your loving heart, to change lives, to bring us closer to your side. Help us to always realize there's hope in you and nothing is greater than you in our lives. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world and the world that's changing around me. So God, that's our prayer today. Bless your people. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. God bless you and you have a great rest of the week. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.